everybody. Welcome to Conversations with Dr. E, and I'm Dr. E. And today I have with me, this is super, super exciting, I have with me master trainer and life coach, Ivan. He's also my master trainer. And so today what I want to talk to him about is helping us to grow older, like gracefully with strength, with the energy and vitality that we all need to just kind of master this aging thing. Like aging is not a dirty word, but the way we approach it might be. And so if you want to be stronger, bolder as we enter into these years of our lives, we really want to be able to do things that strengthen us, that emboldens us. And most of all, that prevents us as falling into those traps that can happen as we get older. So welcome, Ivan. Thank you so much for doing this with me and taking time out of your busy schedule. He just finished kicking my butt. I'm not going to lie. My butt is really kicked right now. So thank you for joining us. And today I wanted to just chit chat with you a little bit about what we need to do as women, especially women over 40, as we kind of get into that fourth decade, that fifth decade, that sixth decade, the kind of things that we need to do to make sure that we go into it like strong and vital and be able to do all the things that we envision that we want to do as we get older. Right. Right. Well, thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself yeah. and about your practice. Uh, well, my name is Ivan Torres. You know, I've been a trainer for almost 14 years. Uh, this is something that I enjoy doing, you know, helping people out. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm here and uh, I've been working with Eileen for almost, like, almost a month, right? Yeah. And we've been seeing major progress. Yes. And what we've been, we've been emphasizing is a few things, right? Right. We've been emphasizing basically me getting um, stronger because I was just telling him that um, a few years ago I climbed a volcano because, you know, I thought, why not? Uh, But then, honestly. (laughs) So which volcano was that? It was a volcano in St. Vincent. It's called La Sofre. And, um, you know, it's about 4,000 feet in elevation, 4280, something like that. That must have been a challenge. It was a challenge. It yeah, was a the challenge. The altitude, right? The altitude and just the share. Like you don't really think about how many muscles you use like in the legs to kind of do those things. And, and ultimately, I will tell you that it was really, really challenging. But, the, but I got up there and it was great. But then the challenge was getting down, you know. So I thought the next time I do this, I need to be in better shape. Than I am. Right so, what, so you say the challenge was coming down. Like what? What happened? Well, what basically? I realized I wasn't using my quads as much in my real life as maybe I thought I was, and so I used it a lot climbing, right? Because you're, you're using it on. When I got up there, I pretty much had exhausted it, and it was just fatigued and tired. And, and, and oh, and so you're just exhausted coming just, down. Just, oh, the, poor the, thing. Yeah. yeah, the legs. The legs. So, were so not, lunges will. It helps. Yes, yeah. The lunges will absolutely oh. <laughs> help that. And I hate lunges, y'all. Yeah. I hate lunges. So I mean, so for me, that's one of the things that I want to be stronger as I as I get older. And um, everybody who follows me knows how old I am. So I want to get stronger as as I get older. And and so that's one of the reasons I decided to work with you. And here's the thing that I want to say to you, uh, everybody out there, is that honestly. People look at and say, oh, you're perfect. You you do everything and you're always on task. And that is not true because the truth of the matter is we all need encouragement. We all need support. We all need some coaching along the way because we're all human and we all flawed and we all fall off sometimes. And we all need to be 
pushed a little bit sometimes. Right. And, and so it's not just you is what I'm saying. It's not just you. You're not the only one feeling that. And one of the things I wanted to, to talk to you about, because I hear this a lot uh, for a lot of my clients who are, uh, you know, in their forties and fifties. And they're saying that they don't want to, um, they don't, they're afraid of working out because they don't want to bulk up and they don't want to gain all of this, this muscle. And the truth is, is you and I both know is that starting about the age of 30, we start losing a lot of muscle mass as we get older. Right. And yeah. then that predisposes us to, to back pain and injuries and all these sort of things. So I want you to talk a little bit about the concerns that women might have about bulking up too much if they decide to start working out. Well, that's one thing you guys don't have to worry about because women don't produce testosterone like us guys. So that's why when we, the men start working out, we swell up. So pretty much women don't have to worry about that. What they have to just focus on is just creating a habit, right? So they could start seeing changes. And one thing they could be focusing on is create, like follow a workout regimen at least two or three times a week that will get them, that will get them in shape. And then obviously change the way you eat. Right. Yeah, because if you don't change the way you eat and you start working out, you will feel better, but you won't see those changes that you're really looking for. Right. And so then you start getting frustrated, right? And, right. And you right. start and saying they, it's not working. They, they get frustrated, they stop, and they start complaining, and they, they stop working out. And then they stop working out. Yeah. Because what, one of the things that I talk about a lot when I'm, when I'm talking to people and they're expressing like frustrations with working out, first of all, we're all in the same boat. I would have to say sometimes when we start work out, working out, we, we work out for like a week or something and we expect this miraculous change. Yeah. Like when we look in the mirror, we expect this miraculous change or we, we, we expect like the, the scale to say this incredible number. And if we don't see that, then we start getting super, super frustrated about it. And then we start giving up and say it's not working. So one of the things I always mention to them is start noticing the small things that are improving, right? It's for me, I noticed that my strength is improving, which is one of the things that I'm really, uh, I, I want to improve my strength. Like I want to be, I want to be stronger. I want to feel that I can get up and go when I want to get up and go. So right. I asked them to start noticing what your energy level is like. Um, I feel more energized after a workout for sure. And when I work out with you, uh, like consistently, uh, like I'm supposed to, uh, then I, I do feel that my energy level stays up. For the, for the rest, even on the days that I don't yeah. work out and I sleep better and things like that. So those are things you might start noticing first. Um, would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, when you work out, uh, your body produces endorphins. And, you know, endorphins, you feel better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then uh, another benefit of working now, it also um, gives you energy, like you mentioned. And it, 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 you look forward to the next workout because you want to continue following that that good feeling, right. that feel-good feeling. Right. Yeah. And you mentioned something just a little while ago. You talked about um, the importance of nourishing yourself while you're, while you're working out, the importance of um, nutrition being a part of the, the health process, and that we can't exercise our way out of a bad diet. diet right. right? Yeah. So talk a little bit about that, some of the things that you talk about with, with your clients around that. Well, when we start, when I start working with the client, pretty much what we do is um, we weigh them, we check out, check out what, what's their body fat, we find out what's their lean muscle mass, and based on that number, we determine how much calories you need to consume. A lot of people, they start trying to make a change, and they don't change the way they eat. So 
if your body needs at least 1,500 calories and you're consuming 700 calories, how are you going to perform? You're not going to perform, right? You're going to get tired. You're going to be sluggish. You're not going to be able to work out. See, that's really important. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt you there. But mm -hmm. one of the things that, that I'm hearing you say is that sometimes in our zest to lose weight and whatever this goal is, a dress, a bikini, whatever it is, that sometimes we can undernourish ourselves and yeah. not really give ourselves enough fuel. Right. And so oftentimes people think it's, it's just about oh, overeating, but sometimes we can undernourish ourselves. And that right. could be one of the reasons that exercise doesn't feel that great right. to us when we're doing it. That could be one of the reasons that we don't. I hear that a lot. I get a lot of clients, they come in and they're like, I cut off all the carbs. And, you know, and we need carbs. And you're you like, know, who told you to do that? <laughs> right, right. You know, the carbs, they feed the brain, they give you energy. But yet we do know that too much carbs will make you gain weight. So that's why if you guys don't know, I encourage you guys to educate yourself. Right. Yeah? Right. If you never got in a trainer before, it, it, won't, it won't hurt you at all. On the contrary, you will invest in yourself. You'll start seeing, the, you'll start to learn more about your body. And then you're going to start seeing those changes that you're really looking for. See, that's the key thing I talk about a lot as well is learning more about your body. Like we know more about our phones and how our phones work than we know yeah. about how our bodies work, right? Yeah. And um, your body is the only thing that's with you 24-7, like 365. It is with you all the time. And so taking a little bit of time to learn how you in particular operate, like what makes you feel good is super, super important. And I understand that a lot of people, sometimes they get discouraged with the scale and so on. So I, I you know, depending on who I'm working with, I'm like, I don't focus on, on scales. I, I, you know, I, it's like, if you're finding out why you really want to feel better, I think, I feel that's more important than wanting to lose weight. Cause it's so frustrating. You and the scale can have a really cantankerous relationship, right? So it tells you how to feel that day. Oh my gosh, I went up two pounds. I feel horrible about myself. Instead of focusing on the and really the global benefits, which mood elevation is huge with when we move regularly, right? right? Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that happened. Now, I want to ask you some things that some questions that have been thrown at me. Um, to hey, you know, ask him, ask him this. So one of the things that um, one of the questions that I got thrown up is like, hey, could you ask him about the whole like American flag thing? Like, how, how do I get rid of that? As we get older, as you know, um, I see a lot of women, first of all, don't shy away from wearing anything you want to wear just because you think of some, what somebody thinks about you. But if this is a concern about that of yours and, and you, you know, you want to feel better about it, what are some things that, that they could do to help, uh, to help with the, as my mom would say, the American flag? <laughs> Well, um, you need to speed up your metabolism, right? So you could burn off the body fat. But another thing that a lot of people don't realize, um, to melt um, fat, you have to raise the body temperature, right? And how do we raise the body temperature? By doing cardio, right? So I encourage uh, the, the, the viewers out there to start doing cardio. Um, you could go out, out, outdoors, do a 30-minute walk, and then uh, limit your... Your, the, the amount of carbs that you consume throughout the day. That's, uh, that's really good, um, really good advice here. So what he's saying is that cardio doesn't have to look like the old 
I love Jane Fonda. So Jane, please don't take this personally. But it doesn't have to kind of look like that type of cardio. It can be walking yeah, or just, hiking or just doing something that's fun for you. At least 30 minutes a at day. At least 30 minutes a day. Yeah. So it can really look very differently for everybody. Because mm-hmm. I can tell you, that kind of cardio for me does is not fun. But if I do something that that I enjoy doing, then I don't even think about it as like, oh my gosh, I'm doing cardio. I'm, I think about it as I'm doing something that I like to do and it's making me feel yeah it's it's gonna help you out yeah and another big thing that comes up as we get older is the middle age spread right um or people are talking about how their their abs are are not kind of gaining weight and everything is kind of getting wider around here and i see a lot of people what they do is that they start doing just a ton of sit-ups right like a ton of sit-ups to get rid of that and it's really frustrating for them that that doesn't seem to be working. So like in your expert opinion, like what are some things that they can do to help with that? Well, um, you got to change the way you eat, right? And then uh, you got to make sure you're following a food regimen that's going to be, you're going to eat at least uh, four meals a day and you spread them out throughout the day so it could speed up your metabolism. A lot of people nowadays only eat two meals a day. And when they eat those two meals, it's big meals. Mm-hmm. So what happens if your metabolism is going really slow and you, you, eat, mm-hmm. you eat this big feast, it's going to take longer to digest, and that's what it creates that big belly. Wow. Yeah? So, so I encourage you guys to get into a meal plan and then start walking, and then you start doing some core exercises. You could do a plank, which is effective. Oof. You could do uh, laying down leg raises. You could do side bends. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot of things you could do. But the, the goal is to hold yourself accountable, get into a habit, and start doing something about it. Right, right. Yeah. So what he's saying is that I hear is, that is, is consistency, and um, there's so many varieties to kind of strengthen your core, right? Yeah. And your core does not involve just your abs, everybody. It's, it's really your core is your core. You know, it involves back muscles as well, and all of that really can kind of help prevent us from developing back pain, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a big issue. I feel that when we get older and our core gets weaker and we don't do anything consistently about it, that kind of opens up back issues, back issues yeah. which, as we know, a high percentage of Americans have back issues. And one of the things that we don't think about when we're treating back issues. Now, we're not talking about spinal stenosis. We're not talking about disc bulge. We're not talking about those things. We're talking about everyday back issues that, that stems from a weakened um, core. So, so you were talking about some of the strengthening things that we can do for core, but planks, uh, they, they're just not abs, right? They really, you have to engage all of the core engage in order to do that. pretty much your chest, your, your lower back, your core, your legs. It's a very effective exercise. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally. And then another thing, I, I, a lot of people don't realize their posture. Mm. You know, people that work on a desk and they're on a computer all day, <sighs> um, you know, they're not working their core. Let's so if you're on the computer all day, you need to stand up, stretch, you know, make sure you're engaging your core throughout the day. That's going to take away stress from your lower back. That's a really big thing because um, I know people are blaming the pandemic for this, but let's be honest. Like even before the <laughs> pandemic, we were sitting a lot, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. let's be super honest about this. We have been like desk sitters and couch surfers for a long time. And that does weaken the core in that 
position because it's you're kind of collapsing forward. And a big thing as we get older is is posture. And I feel for me like posture makes you feel more confident. Like I notice that if I walk around and I you know my posture is kind of caved in, not. I'm not worried about what it says to other people. It's, I'm saying to my body that I'm not really kind of super confident in right. it. And so yeah. that approach is a little bit different. And also, as we get older, we start shrinking a little bit, right? Yes. Um, so it can help us like, kind of keep that, that length, length yeah. and keep the disc from kind of sitting and, and smushing each other. And all of that really kind of helps to improve our, our, our back pain. So you are... In Orlando, is that correct? Do you like have clients? Oh yeah, anywhere? Orlando, Florida. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Ivan is in Orlando. If you want to work with him, could you tell the folks how to? Yeah, you guys could reach out to me at uh, my email is extremeresults75 at yahoo.com or you could contact me at four zero seven four five three one four seven nine, and um, or you could reach out at Instagram ivanjt75. Ah, yeah. And I follow him on Instagram and he definitely, his favorite phrase is, let's get it, right? Let's do it. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's make it happen. <laughs> let's make it happen. Yeah. So y'all, let's, let's make it happen. Let's age with grace, with strength. Let's not think about it as, um, I, I think aging gives you wisdom. So why not really have the strength to go along with that? Wisdom, and we are understanding the importance of how it is to to keep active. Um, I, for one, noticed that my hips really got so much better, and you know, um, I felt like they were kind of rickety. You know, I remember and, when we started working, you're like, oh, "I have an issue with yeah, here." Yeah, and then we were just careful working around the area, and you've gotten stronger. And I've gotten today. We did squats for the first time with her bar in the back, and she did really good. See y'all, me yeah. with a bar on my back. Okay, <laughs> so come on now. If I can do it, you can, can definitely do it. Yeah. So is there anything else that you wanted to uh, share with us that you think might be? Um, well, another thing I want to I throw out there. So she was mentioning earlier about looking at the scale, right? Yeah. So a lot of people don't realize when you work out, you build muscle. Right. So muscle weighs more than body fat. Mm -hmm. So you might be surprised that you are building muscle and that's why the skills not going down. There you go. So another reason not to really make that your sole success measure. Right. right? right, Don't use it as your only means of measuring if something is working. Make sure you check your body fat as you check your weight on the scale. Absolutely. And I'm a big proponent of waist, a waist height ratio um, mm-hmm. as well, because I, I feel that allows her muscle, right? Because BMIs can be thrown off with muscular people. Mm-hmm. They have super high BMIs because they're, you know, muscular, they're, yeah. they're, uh-huh. they're very muscular. But when we're doing waist height ratio, that kind of negates that proportion. And it really gives us that like, okay, Compared to my height, my waist should be this. And that's usually when I'm healthier. It means that over all the studies they've done, they found that the waist height ratio really kind of gives an indication of our risk for chronic illness. And so if you want to decrease your risk for chronic illness, don't focus on the scale so much. Focus on your waist. And I'm not talking six pack, y'all. I don't have a six pack. So, it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. And I'll show it off when it happens. 
But this has been such a fun conversation to yes, me. Has, Thank yeah. you so much, Ivan, for doing this. You have no idea how much I appreciate this. And the guys out there, I'm sure you do as well. If you have any questions, please shoot them out. And Ivan, you will have his information at the bottom um, of this um, podcast. You will have his information then again, and you'll be able to get in touch with him if you're lucky enough to be in the Orlando area and be able to work with him. So until next time, this is Dr. Udine with Conversations with Dr. Udine. And remember to keep it healthy and keep it simple. Bye-bye.